Hey, thanks for listening to the Faith Assembly podcast. If you're in the Orlando area, we hope that you'll be able to join us for one of our services. Please check out faithassembly.org for more information or follow us on social media at faithORL. We hope that this message will be an inspiration to you and that you'll find all that God has for your life. Enjoy the message. I tell you what, I just being in this atmosphere, just, there is nothing like the presence of God. There is, there is nothing like the presence of God. It is my absolute honor to be here. And you're going to get a, a little bit of a different version of me. Because you know New York doesn't look like this currently. Come on, how many, how many used to be New Yorkers do we have in the house? Look at you, just rubbing it in. You don't, you don't got to wear a mask or nothing. You just in church. I'll tell you what. Just... Pastor, if you'll have me, I'm here until we reopen back in New York. Is that okay? It's... It feels incredible. It feels incredible to be in the room with with believers, with, with worshipers and praisers and people that don't mind to get loud for Jesus. And I'm going to let you sit eventually, but I just got to take a second because uh, a few weeks ago or a few months ago now at this point, my first time preaching to a live audience was for Southeastern University. That was just a few weeks ago. No, don't, don't shout. I'm not sponsored by them. Don't do that. I'm just playing. Some of them are right here in the front row. I love them so much. That is funny, right? I'm not sponsored, but that just came to me. Sorry, I'm, I'm quick. <laughs> but I had a moment there, and I'm having the same moment again. Because I've, I've been in COVID church. You know, we, we've been renting a space because our building is currently being renovated. And we're trying to prepare it to get ready to do church in this new world. Because, you know, in New York, they have rules for their rules for their rules. And, and we've been in church now for the past three weeks. And this last week, this last week, we, we've been renting out this venue. This last week was incredible. The Holy Spirit fell on that place. But, but it was a glimpse for us how we used to worship. Because for the two weeks previously, it was, it was good, but people were still scared. Got their masks on, they're, they're lifting up their hands, but they don't want to stretch too wide because then they might not be socially distanced, you know what I mean? Because like, like, this isn't okay, but this is, like, okay. And freedom fell in that place. And I'll tell you, that same freedom that I experienced Sunday morning, I'm experiencing right now in this room, man. There is, there is nothing like the presence of God. There, there is nothing like the Holy Spirit. So, so forgive me because I haven't been in a room like this. Can we just take it up a little bit more? Can, can I get a little bit of band? Just a little bit. Just, just go all the way up with it. Can we just praise the name of Jesus? Can, can we give him a shout? Can, can we dance? Can we jump? Come on. Let's praise Jesus. King Jesus. The, the King of kings. The, the Lord of lords. He, he uses the earth as a footstool. Jesus. Jesus, that Jesus, our Lord and Savior, Jesus. If you love him, give him a shout. 
Jesus, 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 Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, I'm telling you, I feel something on tonight. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Jesus, 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 Jesus. We're going to end tonight at this altar. I got so excited when they told me I could do an altar call. I was like, tell you what, you know. I'll just start there, you know. It's, it's been so long. Give me oil and everything. Just throw it on me. I want to jump into it, and I want you to remain standing for a second. But before I do, can we honor the pastors of this house? Come on, can you honor your pastors? Don't you love them? Aren't you grateful for them? Come on, right now, let them, let them know how much you love them right now, right now. Let them know how much you love them. Pastor Carl, Pastor Alice, we honor you. We appreciate you. Thank you for leading so fearlessly and faithfully. It is a blessing to stand on your stage behind your pulpit preaching to your church. I love you. I respect you. I honor you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I can't get up here and not shout out my people, Johnny and Jamie Wilson. Don't you love them so much? I just love them. Amazing. can't wait for my hair to turn that color. It just looks so good on you. I, I get a little bit jealous. I ain't going to lie. I, just, I dyed it once in hopes, but everyone knew it wasn't the real thing. I'm going to read the scripture to you. You can remain standing for it. Because the sermon or the message, the prophetic word that the Holy Spirit told me to preach to you is something that I did just share with my church. And when I felt the Holy Spirit say, you need to preach it today, I, I thought, can I do that? Because this isn't one of those messages that you just preach, learn it, take on the road with you. This, this is a message that has a specific address on it. And the Holy Spirit wants to speak very clearly to us, his people. And maybe it's because I've been here so many times. I am family. We're, we're going to talk like family. Is that okay? Yeah. I want you to stand for the reading of this scripture. And then you can get seated and then we'll, we'll move on. Deuteronomy 31.8. You might have heard this one before. That's my whole text right here. And the Lord is the one who is going... What's that word? And the Lord is the one who is going ahead of you. And the Lord is the one who is going ahead of you. He will be with you. He will not desert you or abandon you. Do not fear. Do not be dismayed. The conundrum I found myself when reading this text is, is that line in the very beginning. Because how could he go ahead of me and be with me? How could he go ahead of me and be with me? And the Lord is the one who is going ahead of you and he will 
be with you. What makes this moment so profound and so beautiful is because this is, this is the final moment for Moses as the leader of Israel. And he is talking, he is talking to the Israelites. He's talking to the people that he has pastored and led. You, you know the Israelites, right? They were, they were slaves in Egypt. And we know that every time we read that term Egypt in our Bible, that it represents the world. It represents our bondage to sin. But they were free. They were free from the bondage of sin. And then they, they entered into this season in the wilderness. And there was a promised land in front of them that they were headed to. And what should have only taken 40 days took four decades. Moses got the word to bring them to the promised land, but never makes it. And in this moment, he's talking to all the people. And here's what he's saying to them. He's like, listen, don't be scared. He says, don't be afraid. God, he's with you and he's going ahead of you and, and he's got you. He's going to supply all your needs and everything in the future. Oh man, it's better than you could ever imagine. But then in the midst of that speech, he, he turns to Joshua. Now imagine this moment, all of Israel is there. He turns to Joshua, the man that is now going to become the new leader. This is a moment of transition, a, a peaceful transition of power. It goes from Moses to Joshua, and Moses doesn't take Joshua to the back room. He talks to him in front of everybody. You, you ever been on a sports team? I've been, I've been on several basketball teams growing up. And I've always noticed how the coach spoke to the captain. I've never been a captain. But I've seen a lot of coaches speak to a lot of captains. And if you've ever been in that setting, you know that the coach doesn't take the captain to a back room. The coach talks to the captain in front of everybody. And he could care less if everybody else hears his speech or doesn't hear his speech. But he looks directly at the captain and he gives the captain instruction on what he needs to do in order to lead this team. So this moment is where now Moses is looking at Joshua with all of Israel behind them and around them and to the left and to the right of him. And Moses says to Joshua, Joshua, he says, the Lord is the one who is going ahead of you. How profound. Moses is saying, I'm not going with you, but it doesn't matter because you don't need me to make it to the promised land. You need the God of the promised land to be with you in order to make it to... You need the God of all gods and the king of all kings to be with you. And if you have him, guess what? You're going to make it. Why? Because, because God, not only does he go ahead of you, he goes with you. He goes ahead of you and he goes with you. He goes ahead of you and he goes with you. He, he goes ahead of you. The Holy Spirit wanted to say to you, that your future is calling and your future is saying get up and come meet me God the God that's with you he's waiting for you there he's waiting for you 
there. The God that's currently with you is waiting for you there. The God that is currently with you and speaking to you, he has a word for you and it's over there. You need to get there. So get ready. It's time to go. Faith, I'm going to take the next few moments and I want to speak to you from the idea God goes first. God goes first. Holy Spirit, would you speak? Would you continue to move and do what only you could do? Would you have your way in this place? Move greatly, oh God. Wreck every word that will come out of my mouth that is not of you or from you. I do not care about my notes, but God, we want to move of God. We want to hear from you. We want to receive you. We want to walk in the authority of what it is that you have for us. We want to receive everything it is that you have destined for us and our children and our children's children and our children's children's children we want to be those men those women those leaders that operate in the full authority under the power of the holy spirit to be the men and the women that you have called us to be in the precious and matchless name of jesus if you believe it shout amen 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 amen, amen. go on ahead and grab your seat go on ahead and grab your seat Have you ever worried about where you were going? It's a fair question. Have you ever had concerns about going somewhere? I have concerns every time I have to travel to Orlando's airport. <laughs> it's not flying there, it's flying from there. Because everyone and their mother and their mother's mother is there no matter what time you go. You could be there at 3 a.m., 4 a.m., 5 a.m. Someone's always going to be there. And it does not matter if you have TSA pre-check, clear, or the Holy Ghost. You are waiting on that line. You've been scared to go somewhere. I remember a few years ago, my wife and I were so excited to go on vacation. So excited to go on vacation. And why we were so excited to go on this particular vacation is because we were going back somewhere that we had already been. And we loved it so much, we thought, man, why switch it up? We need to go back there. We called some friends that had never been there before. We said, hey, you got to meet us there. They agreed. They said, we're coming. Well, the day before the trip, one of our friends got really concerned. She had, never, she had never been to this part of the world before. And in fairness, we were leaving the country. And if you've, if you've ever left the country before, there, there are reasonable concerns. What's it like? Is it, is it safe? Will it be worth it? These are all the questions that we'll ask ourselves internally. She was completely overwhelmed and almost did not make the trip. We're trying to encourage her. Let her know. We've been there before, it's good. We've been there before, it's good. In fact, we actually got there before them, and as they were flying there, we were texting them, letting them know, hey, we're here right now, everything looks beautiful, the weather is perfect, you are going to love it. Now, when she landed, she loved it, but she had anxiety the whole way there. We were trying to convince her 
that where we're going is good. The Holy Spirit wanted me to tell you that where you are going is good. And where you are going, God is already there. He is already in your future. He's already in that next week and in that next month and in that next deal and in that next moment and in that next season. And he's in that next venture. He's in that next business opportunity. He's saying, son, daughter, I'm already there. And I'm telling you, it's good. There is no reason to fear. There is no reason to be concerned. There's no reason to stay in bed all day. There's no reason to double think it. There's no reason to sit back. There's no reason to, to, to search on Google and look up all these ridiculous articles. I want you to know that where I am calling you to is good. And where I'm at is good. And if I'm telling you it's good, then you have to understand it's good enough. Do you know that theology teaches us that, that the term, the word good, is as good as we would say great, amazing, the best? When God says something is good, it is, it is the totality of the fulfillment of who he is. So we could sing he's a good, good father. We could sing he's a good, 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 good father. We could say he's a real good, good, good father. But it doesn't matter how many goods you throw on it, one good is good enough. And I want you to know that God is saying your future is good. Your tomorrow is good. What I am calling you to, what I've put on your heart for that next season and that internship, the phone call you just got up today that you were not expecting about tomorrow. He's saying, son, daughter, it is good. I'm already there. It's good. I've seen it all. It's good. I know everything that's going to happen, and it's good. And it's worth it. Man. It's good, and it's worth it. Be encouraged. Hebrews 4.13 says this, Nothing in all creation, nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Nothing in all all creation is hidden from God's sight. You know why that's so important? Because your future isn't only good because God says it's good. Your future is good because God created it. The Bible says that all of your days were pieced together and put together by God. That when you were in your mother's womb, you were knitted together bit by bit. Each and every part of you was put together by God himself. So not only is your future good because God is there, it's good because God created it. And be encouraged by this. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God. What does that tell me? That tells me what's a surprise to me is no surprise to God. What is, no, what is a surprise to me is no surprise to God. The one that's been operating in fear. The one that's been operating in anxious thoughts. Condemning words, negative thinking, negative speech. The Holy Spirit saying you're, you're doing it for no reason. You're, you're, you're riling up your family for no reason. You're riling up your spouse for no reason. You're, you're bringing concern to your co-workers for no reason. I've seen it all and it's, I'm already there. He's already in your future. And he's saying, son, daughter, none of it, none of it, none of it will surprise me.
And although it might be a surprise to you, it's nothing that I didn't already prepare you for. Man. It's nothing that I didn't already prepare you for. I've already prepared you for everything that was to come. And anything that you wouldn't have been able to handle, I already took care of it. Anything that you could not handle, I took care of it. But what you could handle because of my grace, you're going to be able to handle it. Because you are stronger than you think. And you are wiser than you think. And you are more sturdy than you think. Because you're that good on your own? No. Because you have me. And I'm that good. And I'm win with you nothing can stop you why because if God be for me who could be against me it's it's good it's good it's it's good Deuteronomy 130 says this the Lord your God who is going before you will fight for you the Lord your God who goes ahead of you will fight for you as he did for you in Egypt think about that the same way he fought for you when you were bound, the same way that he fought for you when you were unsaved is the same way he's fighting for you now. Why? Because God does not change. Here's the best part. Receiving a word like this one should put our souls at complete ease. It should give us peace. It should give us rest. Some of you haven't slept in days. And he's saying, son, daughter, it's time to rest in me. It's time to trust me. Because I'm telling you, I, I got you. Not only do I see your future and it's good, anything bad that will be in your future, I'm already taking care of it. Why? Because I'm the God that created you. I'm the God that took care of your future. And I'm the God that fights for you. God has taken the proper precautions for your future. Man, that term precaution, that's a, that's a strong word that we need to hold on to. God takes precaution when it comes to our future. What's precaution? A measure taken in advance to prevent something dangerous, unpleasant, or inconvenient from happening. So when you ask God, will you take care of it? He's saying, son, daughter, I already did. God, will you fight for me? He's saying, son, daughter, I already fought for you. And I will keep fighting for you. And I will take care of everything that's in front of you. God fought so that you wouldn't have to fight. I could rest in his goodness. And I could rest in his strength. And I could operate. I could operate under the power of the Holy Spirit. Why? Because the Lord, your God, is going before you. The Lord your God is going before you and will fight for you. Isn't that, can you put that up, Deuteronomy 130? Isn't that so, so similar to the first text I read to you? Well, you know what makes this moment now so profound? Is that this is now Joshua talking to the Israelites. So now, you have Moses who spoke to Joshua but now Joshua is saying what he already heard from Moses to the Israelites. Moses was the leader taking them to the promised land. I could imagine in that moment how beautiful that speech was, and yet there was somebody still in the crowd saying, No, not, not Moses. Don't leave us, Moses. We need you. There's always somebody. You have this big celebration. 
You could have this big moment, this, this big moment of transition where the Holy Spirit falls on it. And Moses, it wasn't, it wasn't a morbid moment. It wasn't a, it wasn't a super sad moment. It was a profound moment. Moses is saying to Joshua, listen, Joshua, you're going to cross on over with these people and you're going to cross the Jordan and you're going to be in the promised land. And then, and then Joshua then has to say to the people, the same people who transferred over from Moses's leadership to now his leadership and now in his final moments he's giving a similar speech that Moses gave when it was his time to pass over and guess what God's people were still moving on why because their advancement was not predicated on a person it was predicated on what was promised too often we put our hope in people and we forget that God is God if God before me and if God calls me to my future it does not matter who God with me as long as I have God I'm good as long as God says I'm gonna make it I'm gonna make it now let me take a second to talk to the person that when you look around your life you don't have the people that you that you had last year or a few years ago and we miss them we honor them and respect them but please don't overstate it and I say this reverently and respectfully those people as great as they are and as great as they were they were not God and they were never going to get you to your promised land. It was only God that was going to get you to your promised land. This is the moment where your soul wakes up and says, I've been mourning for too long. The Bible says there's a time to mourn and there's a time to cry. But I heard the Holy Spirit say, that time is over. It's, it's dancing time. It's, it's laughing time. It's a season of joy. It's a season of destiny. It's a season of future. You may not have Moses with me, but you have Jesus with you and if God be for you and if God be with you and if he takes care of it all and calls you in then that's all you need if you're okay with just you and God give him a shout he says what you need is me what you need is me what you need is me. I think about the, the person that, that forgot they're no longer a young adult. I had that moment a few years ago. 37, going to be 38 in August. I know some of you were like, well, you, you're not grown, grown, but you know, grown. I got two kids and a mortgage, grown, you know. But I remember realizing that I wasn't a young adult. I did youth ministry for years. And I remember realizing that I wasn't a young adult anymore. And it clicking in my head, oh, I, I'm not that anymore. I think of the person that's in the room that is running around looking for their Moses. And God's saying, I'm calling you to be Joshua. You know, there's a time where Timothy no longer had Paul, and Timothy had to become Timothy, and Timothy had to operate in the position of a Paul. 
The Holy Spirit saying, it is time for you to rise up and become the leader that I have destined you to be, to be the man and the woman that I have destined you to be. Stop looking for more mentors. This is the moment that you become the mentor. I have put something on the inside of you. What I've given you is good. The Holy Spirit that's in you, it's good. It's the same Holy Spirit that fell on Moses and the same Holy Spirit that fell on Joshua and the same Holy Spirit that fell on Paul and the same Holy Spirit that fell on Timothy. That same Holy Spirit is falling on you. You do not need someone else to lead you. You're going to make it because God is with you. In fact, God is with you and he's ahead of you. And he's saying, son, daughter, it is time to get up. You are now student and teacher. You have now graduated and you need to move on. You never stop being a student, but there is a season where you become a teacher. That's what a disciple is. A disciple is a student teacher, a teacher student. We learn and we teach. We learn and we teach. We teach and we learn. We need more leaders to rise up in youth ministry and children's ministry. We need more small group leaders. We need more tithers. We need more people stepping up and say, it is time for me to take on the responsibility of being the man and the woman that God has called me to be. If there's anybody in the room ready to grow up and is okay with the state and the season they're in, give them a shout. Give them. He says, son, daughter, I'm I'm calling you forward. I'm, I'm calling you forward. I'm, I'm calling you forward. It's a, it's a new season. It's a, it's a new world. That's okay. It's a new season. But guess what? I'm the same God. It's a new season. And it requires a new people. But it's the same God. The same God that was with Moses. It's the same God that was with Joshua. Oh, I can imagine the complaints. I don't want to go if Moses ain't going. And God is saying, how much value are you putting on Moses? Why don't you take that and put that on me? I'm in your future. Moses may not be a part of it, but I am. I'm in your future. There are some relationships that you have been holding on to for too long. He's saying, I'm in your future. As long as you have me, I'm good. There are relationships that you have been fighting for, but they are dead weight in this season of your life. And this is the moment where you don't respond to the text. This is the moment where you don't call back. This is the moment where you are comfortable with unfollowing and not refollowing. This is the moment where you no longer get involved in those old relationships because the only relationship you need is you in God. He's saying, son, daughter, I am doing a new thing, but I need people that are willing to leave the old behind and accept the new and walk with me and talk with me and be comfortable with who I put in their life and the leaders I place over them and the position I place them in. I know you said it was you and her forever, but that wasn't the plan. I'm in your future and she has another future and what I have for you is here and hers is over there and if you try to pull her in here and you try she tries to pull you in there you're gonna find yourself in a season of wandering a wilderness season that should have ended decades ago and years ago don't allow what should only take a season to exist for a lifetime he's saying son daughter i have a promised land for you i am i am calling you i am i am calling you i am i am calling you and guess what your mind is going to be blown when you get there, man. Your mind is going to be blown when you get there because it's already prepared for you. Wow. 
it is already prepared for you. And in the same, in the same moment where Joshua is encouraging, where he's encouraging the Israelites in Joshua 24, he reminds them, he reminds the Israelites that God had sent bugs ahead in the promised land to clear out the people that shouldn't have been there. He says, I sent the hornets ahead of you, which drove them out before you. He sent the hornets ahead of them. You're bugging God if he could be God. And God said, you're bugging, I could use a bug. He used a hornet to go ahead and to clear out the people that were occupying the land that he wanted to give to his people. Here's where it gets profound. Here's where it gets prophetic. This is the moment that I was praying over. How do I share this? How do I say this to faith? The Holy Spirit reminded me, reminded me of, of that other story in 2 Kings, in 2 Kings 7. Have you heard this story before? 2 Kings 7, there are four lepers. And four lepers are in the middle of a famine. And if you know anything about, about lepers in those days, lepers would have been completely isolated and marginalized. So if there's a famine going on in the land and they were already struggling to eat when times are good, they're really going to struggle to eat when a famine is happening. So they say to each other, they were smart lepers, they say to each other, if we stay here, we die. And then they say, if we go to the city, we die. Why is that profound? That's profound because, of course, they're not going to find life in the city. When you read that term city in your Bible, it represents secular living and secular teaching. You are never going to find life in the secular. So they say, if we stay here in the famine, a place that used to be good but is no longer good, we will die. So in other words, if you stay, you decay. If you stay here, you die. And I want to speak to the person that likes their here. You're like, but God met me here and God spoke to me here yeah but God is a God that is constantly on the move so here's the word you don't want to be where God was you want to be where God is and they say if we stay here we die if we go to the city we die listen to this they say but if we go and surrender ourselves to our enemies and they kill us we die which is awesome because of course if they kill you you die however that's what they say if they kill us, we die. If they kill us, we die. You want to talk about a crazy plan? Go surrender ourselves over to the enemies? They have nothing to offer. They're lepers. What would they do to them if they got their hands on them? The Bible says that God allowed their enemies to hear a sound. And as a result of hearing this sound, their enemies believed that their other enemies were coming to attack them. And they got so scared that they left everything where it was, their, their tents and their food and their gold. I mean, all of it, all, all of it, the Cartier, the Rolex, they just, they left it all and they left. And imagine, it's like a scene out of a movie. This is a straight up skit in a comedy. Just imagine these four lepers just, Walking on in. Everything that they needed. 
nothing that they worked for. Nothing that they deserved. Nothing that they purchased on their own. It was already there and it was, it was waiting for them. It was, it was waiting for them. Listen to the setup. It was waiting for them. In one moment, God used a bug. In another moment, God used a sound. In one moment, God used a bug. In another moment, God used a sound. This is the same God. He is the same God as yesterday, today, and forever. So if God, if God could kill a God, Goliath and could kill a giant back then can he still kill a Goliath today but don't be fooled don't be foolish and say yeah but God I need a David you don't need a David you need a rock the rock of Jesus and if you have Jesus there is no giant there is no enemy there is no territory that God can't give to you there is no giant that God can't knock down he could use a bug he could use a sound he could make your enemies believe that they heard something that wasn't even true and he could get them thinking something and as a result move on so the very thing you're worried about how's it gonna happen how are they gonna give it to me how's it gonna get into my bank account how are they gonna forgive me how's it gonna get into my hands how am I gonna get enough money for it the Holy Spirit saying son daughter I went ahead of you and I already took care of it and here you are here you are bugging me but I already used the bug here you are nagging me but I already used the sound and if you would have just paid attention and if you would have just worshipped and praised you would have showed up in complete confidence not anxiety no but you would have had a strut on you and you would have had a walk on you do you know it is time for you to walk into your destiny with complete peace stop worrying stop scheming stop buying followers and, and trying to figure out what I could do to finagle it the Holy Spirit is saying I've already taken care of it just trust me in the process what he has for you it's already prepared and it's waiting for you here's how the Holy Spirit said it to me you're about to have a collision with provision you are about to have a collision with provision. You are about to have collision with provision. Your inheritance is coming to you but it's completely unorthodox. You could have not planned for how you were going to get it. You're going to receive it in ways that you could have never planned or imagined on your own. But here's what God is saying. I'm calling people to the place where no eye has seen and where no ear has heard. And I want you to allow my spirit to fall upon you. So if no eye has seen him and no ear has heard it, how could I trust any person to tell me what to do about my promised land if they've never experienced before you might tell me about what you've experienced but I don't want what you experienced I want what God has for me why because I want the will of God faith people are we faith people faith people what do you want from God you want the will of God 
So many people will misappropriate text, misappropriate text, and they'll, they'll say things, well, I got to speak it into existence. You don't just speak anything into existence. You speak the good into existence. So here's what you're speaking. You're speaking what was already created. You're speaking what God already has prepared. You are confessing and acknowledging that God has this for me. It is good for you to confess what God already has. If he has better days for you, then you confess it now. If he has healing for you, then you confess it now. If he has prosperity for you, then you confess it now. What you want is God's will. And because he's a good God, he will give you his good will. His good will is waiting for you and it's already set up for you and he's saying, I want you to prepare for it because you're about to collide with it. You're asking me to create it and son, daughter, it's already there. You just haven't met it yet. You keep saying, when is it my time? It's your time when God says it's time. But don't misconstrue what you don't see and with what does or does not exist. It exists. It's, it's waiting for you. It's, that land was always there. That promised land was always there waiting for the Israelites to step up and to step into it. The Holy Spirit told me to tell you that you will receive a land that you didn't work for. You will be given resources that you didn't have access to. You will receive favor with people that shouldn't know you. You will have ownership in cities that you did not build. Checks are being written to you that you didn't even ask for. I'll repeat, you will receive land that you did not ask for. You will be given resources. You will be given resources that you didn't have access to. You will receive favor with people that should not know you. You will have ownership in cities that you didn't build. Checks will be written to you that you didn't even asked for this was the part pastor that I prayed and I said Holy Spirit can I say this to them because I don't want to just say something that sounds good to get you all excited but the Holy Spirit released me to say this to you tonight and he wanted you to get ready because you're about to have a collision with all of God's provision what is it you're about to receive land that you did not ask for you are going to be given resources that you didn't have access to you will receive favor with people that shouldn't know you you will have ownership in cities that you did not build. Checks are being written for you that you never even asked for. If there's anybody in the room that could receive just one of these, I dare you to stand on your feet and give them a shout. Give them a shout. You're going to receive land that you didn't ask for. You're going to be given resources that you didn't have access to. You will receive favor of people that you did not know. You will have ownership in cities that you did not build. Checks are being written that you never even asked for if you receive that give them a shout <laughs> worship team you could come on up he says son daughter I've already prepared it I've, uh, I've already prepared it I've, I've already prepared it when I, when I was a teenager I worked for my uncle see my grandparents started a deli you, you could stay standing or not stay standing I'm, I'm shouting a second so you could do what you want My uncle had this catering business, and on Fridays and Saturdays, he would go to the town hall, put on different events, and I would go, and I would work there. But none of the food was prepared at the catering hall. It was all prepared in my grandparents' 
Delhi. It was prepared in advance before any person would order it. You get one of three things. Chicken, beef, fish. People be so excited. Can't wait for my chicken. Can't wait for the fish. Can't wait for the beef. And they're waiting as if somebody was in the back cooking it. But the truth is, it was there before they got there. It was there before they got there. And the Holy Spirit is saying to you, I'm telling you, Faith, I could feel it in my spirit. The Holy Spirit is saying to you, what I have for you, it's already prepared. I need you to keep on going. I need you to keep on walking. I need you to keep on marching. Because listen, I'm about to blow your mind, the Holy Spirit is saying. It's... Listen to this verse. Isaiah 45.2 says this, I will go before you and will level the mountains. I will level the mountains? I will go before you and level the mountains. I will go before you and flatten the mountain. I will go before you and the obstacles that should have tripped you up and stopped you will be flattened. Why? Because I'm the God that fights for you. There are some mountains that you speak to and they throw themselves in the ocean. Then there are other mountains that get flattened where they are. And if you're too caught up worrying about what was, you're going to miss out on all this goodness that's in front of you. He says, son, daughter, you, you want to watch this. You, you need to get out of your bed for this one. You need to keep your eyes peeled for this one because what I'm about to do in your marriage, what I'm about to do in your business, what I'm about to do in this church, what I'm about to do in this church, what I'm about to do in this church, what I'm about to do in Orlando, what I'm about to do in the area surrounding as a result of this church, it is going to blow your mind. But guess what? Even if you are worried about what's behind you, Bible also says in Isaiah 52, for the Lord will go before you. The God of Israel will be your rear guard. So he says, I got your front and I got your back. I'll take care of you in front of you and I'll take care of what's behind you. Everything that's trying to creep up and take you out, I'm going to take care of that. That, that. that shame that comes back from your past, I'm taking care of that. that those, those enemies that are trying to creep up in your ear and discourage you, I'm taking care of that. I'm flattening the mountains and I'm protecting your back. I'm flattening the mountains and I'm protecting your back. I'm just looking for enough people that are confident to walk with me and to go with me and not be overwhelmed by what's happening because what's in front of me it's about to be flattened and what's behind me it's about to be taken care of if God be for me if God be behind me then it does not matter who is against me if you can receive that word give him a shout In a second, I'm gonna ask you to step out so you can step into your future. But before you do, I need to warn you. 
Because I know in this moment, you're going to hear all the voices. Don't do it. It's not for you. Remember the last time you walked up to an altar call and didn't happen? It's not that it didn't happen. It just wasn't time yet. The collision is coming. It doesn't happen in a day. It takes days. It takes seasons. But you hold on. God is, God is doing something. He's doing something. He's, he's doing something. In the Old Testament, Moses sends out 12 spies to scout the promised land. All 12 come back. Ten of them say, let's not do it. It's too scary there. Two of them say, it's good. Let's go. Ten of them, ten of them say, we can't. Two of them say, we can. As a result, they stay where they are. Joshua uses the same tactic, but he sends out less. This time, he only sends out two. Why? Because he's learned that less is more. Some of you have been listening to the wrong voices. You have allowed people to speak you out of your future. You have allowed people to speak you out of your promised land. You have allowed people to speak you out of your destiny. And the Holy Spirit is saying, stop listening to them and start listening to me. I am the God that has created the heavens and the earth. And I am telling you, I am in your future and your future is good. I need you to step out and I need you to meet me where I'm at. If you are willing to step out and say, I'm stepping into everything that God has for me, just step out of your seat. Just, if you're in the front, take a step forward. If, if you're up there, take a step down the steps. This is the moment where we say before the power of the Holy Spirit, I want everything you have for me. I want to go everywhere it is that you want me to go. I receive what you have for me. I receive what you have for me. I receive the land that I didn't work for. I receive the resources that I've never had access to. I receive the people, the favor with people that I've never Met. I receive the ownership in the cities that I've never even visited yet. I receive the checks that I've never even asked for. God's people, can you lift your hand? Worship team, come on out. Yeah, come on out, worship team. God's people, would you lift up your hands? Would you lift up your hands? Would you lift up your hands? I'm going to lift up mine. Let's not act like this is an easy step. It's, it could be difficult. It be overwhelming. I know it. I've received prophecy after prophecy that we're going to be given keys and leases and keys and leases. And we're going to be given buildings. And I say to the Holy Spirit, God, I'm, I'm ready for the keys and the leases, but I'm going to need the finances. Because how many of you know that a gift that you can't afford is no gift? Someone can bless you with a, with a Lamborghini, but if you can't afford the monthly payments, that's not a gift. Someone could bless you with a $10 million home, but if you can't afford that insurance, that's not a gift. Oh, I've received prophecy after prophecy that it's coming. The revival is coming to Saints Church, and I receive it, I receive it, I receive it. But I say, God, I'm in a season right now where we're, we're trying to figure out how to get through it. How, how could I receive keys and leases? 
been encouraging me and my wife saying, son, daughter, I got you. Just, just keep walking. Keep, keep marching. You better cross that Jordan. You better cross that Jordan. Don't, don't worry about what the naysayers say. Don't worry about what your flesh says. Don't, don't listen to your fear. You're people of faith. Don't listen to your fear. You are people of faith. Just last week, somebody from this area sent me and my wife a letter with a check. I wanted to read it to you because, well, she could be here tonight. I don't know. But she says, we, we both want to tell you thank you. We know in these times it may seem that all you see is the dark room and that you are speaking in the dark. But let me remind you that God has has a supernatural way of training his chosen in these awkward and uncomfortable places. My prayer over you and your family, as well as your ministry, that you would continue to evolve into who God is preparing for you in this new season for the harvest that is to come. We bless you and thank you for your obedience and ask that God would open impossible doors and completely fund the work that he called you and Jairus to do. Remember Ezra, remember in Ezra chapter 6 verse 8 and 9, no matter how much, no matter how much opposition had come to stop the rebuilding process, it was overturned and we are reminded that their expenses were fully paid so that the work would not stop. That is the same God we serve. Hallelujah. Get excited. Hallelujah. Get excited. Hallelujah. Get She started preaching to me. She said, hallelujah. Get excited. And then she said this made me cry thank you for all that you do for the kingdom of god and may this seed be in, be our opportunity to sow into the revival supernatural signs and wonders and change ancient ministry i have no idea who this woman is it's amazing how people that you've never met can bless you but the people that know you restrict you I want to be clear in this here are two things I'm not saying if you're faith people you don't just sit back and wait for it to come we are good stewards of what God has given us if we're believers, we should be the hardest working people wherever we go. We should be the best stewards of whatever God gives us. If you are married, you fight for your marriage and you move forward in your marriage. You don't leave your spouse. You leave all the other relationships that would keep you from your spouse. You throw out the phone. You get rid of the laptop. You quit the job. You step out of the internship. You stop the drinking. You stop the gambling. You stop the guy nights. You stop the lady nights. And you steward what God has given you. You are God's chosen people. And you are about to receive a land. And you are about to receive resource. And you are about to receive funds. But as you go let go of the voices and the people and walk in the full authority and be blessed by somebody that you may have never met one-on-one -on -one, but I am telling you under the power of the Holy Spirit your future is good because God is great and he's saying son daughter the time is now to move forward if you receive that and believe that regardless of what that means I dare you lift up your hands open up your mouths and take the next three minutes and with everything you've got 
jump, jump. If you need to dance, dance. If you need to swing, swing. Give Jesus a shout. One, two, three, go. I hope you enjoyed listening to the Faith Assembly podcast. Thanks for joining with us in our pursuit of getting closer to Christ. Stay tuned for more messages released every week. God bless.